Supervision Failures by Lyle May. February 2018 News and Observer editorial described an alarming increase in jail deaths as supervision failures and recommended these solutions. Improve staff training, hire more guards, and investigate the cause of these inmate deaths. Supervision failures imply lapses in judgment on the job, poor management of underlings, or a department's collective incompetence, which led to dysfunction and inefficiency, not a 16-year-old girl hanging herself with a bedsheet in a jail cell. At best, the solutions suggested in the editorial oversimplified problems inherent in mass incarceration. At worst, it obfuscates a culture of abuse and neglect and suggests funding the problem instead of addressing the cause. Yes, train and properly staff every jail and prison. Investigate every lapse in supervision. And not just the incidents resulting in death, but each medical emergency and attempted suicide. Call on the General Assembly to appropriate and invest more funds in the safety and security of the state prison system. These are necessary responses to the increased number of suicides and supervision failures in North Carolina jails. The North Carolina Republican-controlled legislature can also vote to give judges greater discretion in sentencing and eliminate mandatory minimum sentences, allowing courts the ability to, to divert offenders to mental health facilities and drug treatment centers. Legislators could also hold prosecutors accountable for over-incarcerating addicts for simple things like paraphernalia charges and public intoxication. The General Assembly could even release the remaining three of $12 million allocated for the NCDPS Mental Health Department in 2014. These changes would directly impact jail and prison populations across the state and remove some of the burden placed on overworked, underpaid staff. Does being charged with a crime mean one deserves less adequate medical care and consideration as a human being? Focusing on a jail's bureaucracy and staffing policies underscores a fundamental flaw in how incarcerated citizens are perceived. Rather than be recognized as complex human beings with more needs than the average person, inmates are devalued as a group beneath the shade of incarceral policies. Instead of acknowledging how deinstitutionalized the mental health system has wrought catastrophic damage on the penal system, there are calls for more guards. The News and Observer editorial, in its reasoning, fails to mention how the courts criminalize mental illness because draconian drug laws show no mercy on addicts and city ordinances further ostracize the homeless. Not even a token word about drug courts, involuntary commitments from the jail to mental health facilities, intake screenings, or viable alternatives to jail and prison. Over-relying on incarceration as a panacea to crime expresses every weakness in the criminal justice system. More suicides occur in jail because more addicts and mentally ill people are incarcerated, not treated. Jailers are not orderlies or mental health professionals, and expecting them to fill such roles is disastrous policy. Jails and prisons are not asylums. Before lasting changes can be made to the safety and security of North Carolina's jails and prisons, incarcerated citizens must be treated humanely and with an understanding they are not things in a warehouse. Maybe then the General Assembly and newly formed North Carolina Prison Reform Advisory Board 
can address every failure in the criminal justice system, not just those that support their tough-on-crime rhetoric.